Do you do the um, Spotify family? No. Oh, yes. Do you mean like... Where you can... We have more than one person on Spotify? Yeah. So you could listen to the account at the same time and listen to different stuff? Yes. We're going to have to do that because I listen to podcasts on my bike ride to and from work. And I'm just like, yeah. And then all of a sudden it'll just be like... La, 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 la. La, 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 la. I'm like, no. Wait, so if Mark is playing that for Bo, it plays it on yours? Yes, yeah, so it'll That's so stop weird. the whatever I'm listening to, just deaden its tracks and play whatever song he's putting on, which is going to be something cookie or Elmo based. <laughs> and, cookie Monster or just anything <coughs> about cookies? No, Cookie Monster mm-hmm. specifically, yeah. Yeah, because that happened yesterday on the way home from work where I was like, shh. Ten cookies, ten and only ten. I'm like, no. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Baddest Mothers in the Room. I'm Casey. I'm the mother of Bo, a funny time to think about this. <laughs> two year and two and a half month old baby boy. And I'm Tristan. I'm the mother of Nellie, a twenty three and a half month. Whoa. It's coming. Yes. We are the kind of gals that didn't know if we were going to have babies or not, but then we did it. And we're here to talk about it. No, we are not professionals, so don't take our advice if we give you any too seriously. We are just here to talk about the perils of parenting. Yeah, but feel free to weigh on weigh in on any topics that we discuss. Let us know what you're thinking or give us suggestions on uh, future topics. And that is how we got our guest today. Yes. She wrote into us and was like, hey, I got this story to tell and we were like sounds interesting and then it was so interesting that it took up two episodes yeah so if you listen to our last episode episode 62 you've already heard from our guest leanne and now you're gonna hear the second half of that interview coming up yeah after we after we jibber jabber after we tell you the unimportant things then you can listen to the important stuff boy to listen to us for a little while and then like just listen to a good person. Yeah, someone intelligent. Yeah. That's our that's our real strong point is that we make other people look real smart. We are really good at that. And we're like, you all we're always just like, we're a couple of white moms that gave birth to our white babies. <laughs> and then we have somebody else on and we're like, Oh, People oh. do different things yeah. in different ways. Good it's for you people. Yeah, so if you're a different person, let us know. <laughs> I mean, white people are fine, too, but... Right. But I'm just saying, you know, we're just, you know, pretty basic. Yeah. We biologically birthed our one baby. Into a pool of pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, pretty much. Ugh, yeah. I would never. I hate pumpkin spice. Oh, man, I love it. Ugh. I, at the end of my whole 30, <laughs> she gone. <laughs> um, one of not one of, not even close to one of the first things, but on Tuesday maybe I went and got a pumpkin spice latte. I was like, hold up, y'all! I went all of October without a pumpkin spice latte. Hashtag mm. PSL. How dare I? Let me slip on my UGG boots oh, and my I black wish leggings and my jean shirt tucked partially into the front of my leggings. The French tuck, as Tan teaches us. Yeah, and I went and got my uh, my latte. I had my reusable cup, and I left it behind, because I wanted my Starbucks cup. Not really, I forgot it. <laughs> uh, and then I, I dined on it, and I paired it nicely with a Reese's 
um, cup, the pumpkin-shaped oh, ones very for Halloween. Nice. So it wasn't a flavor pairing, it was a concept. It was a concept, yeah. I like it. Concept pairing. Uh, and that I had forgotten that I would put in my this drawer at work when someone gave it to me on like the 13th of October or something. <laughs> and just like whipped it into this drawer. And I saw that bad boy, I ate it so slow. Mm. Oh, just tiny little nibble and just... Oh, so good. <laughs> just sip my latte. And then my stomach felt like shit. So you yeah. know what? It's all there for a reason. I, uh, I am, I've been going through a like trash person phase where every once in a while I like... I don't know if it's an emotional eating thing or something, but I just get on this train where I'm like, I need the shittiest food Mm -hmm. like it was like two weeks ago i'm i'm back i'm back on track but it was like i was just sitting at my desk and i was like i need one of those little chicago deep dish pizza personal pizzas what i didn't even know that was a thing oh yeah they're like i don't even know how to describe it in inches yeah we're on we're on a podcast it's like six six inch it doesn't cover my face okay so smaller than my head pizza's Um, almost as big as your head oh no so fucking good what establishment um uh giordano's it's very very near my office oh my god we love it (laughs) it's not my favorite place but it is it's a it's a good one. I will and tell you my really favorite good. place, and I just had it. I bet you're Lou Malnati girl. It's goddamn Lou Malnati's. Holy shit, that crust is the best. And not only that, when I first went gluten free, I was like Lou's crust, and I got their gluten free pizza, and it was fucking horrible. So mm. I didn't have it for years and years. Yeah, you went to Chicago's pizza. I did. I switched yep. to Chicago's, which I was like, whatever. It's better than nothing. Uh, and then, because of Mark's parents being in town, they really liked to order from Lou's, and I was like, all right, I'll give this shit a try again. And they have perfected it. Oh, nice. Their gluten-free crust. It only comes in one size, so it's personal. Slightly bigger than your head, maybe a 10-inch if yours is a 6-inch. But I eat the whole thing so I get thin crust. It's exactly like the crust, and wow. I think about it all the time. And since I've been off Whole30, I've thought of it seven to eight times a day. <laughs> Like, no exaggeration. A few of the times I've been like, what is that that I'm craving right now? I'm like, oh, yeah, still loose. Okay, just tracking. Like, I can't just order it every day because I'm off whole 30. I lost like five pounds. I'm going to try and keep it off, which is not going to happen, but it's fun sure to think about. Well, sure, well, I don't know. I don't your know face says no. No. Your voice said yes, but your face my said no. My face says my throat hurts a little. Uh oh. I'm not getting sick again. Uh. Um. Oh, and then, so I ordered that, and then I was at, where was I? CVS. Ooh, I was at Walgreens. Oh, I was really close. Really close. And um, I was checking out. I'd gone in there to get um, a kind bar, because I was, like, running late to my hair appointment, mm. and I realized I hadn't eaten any lunch, and I was like, oh, i got to get a kind bar. Um, I'll be healthy. At least have something. And then in the in the, like... You know how you have to go through that little labyrinth of like candy, yeah, in the Walgreens like the line. Thing, At yeah. least the one by my house. It's like it's literally like stanchions, yeah. but the stanchions are candy. It's exit through the gift shop kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and then at, right before I got to the uh, cash register, there was a thing of Krispy Kreme teeny donuts, huh? and those ones that are like covered in wax <gasps> and like chocolate wax. Ugh. And I was like. Zink! And then there's like, ri- like d- definition of an impulse buy. It was like, I was like walking up to the counter and I was like, boink! 
Did you also buy the Kind Bar? Or you I like, did. See you later, Kind Bar. No, I and then I ate the Kind Bar then, and then on the way home, I just like pounded that whole pack of six little donuts, mm-hmm. as Hostess calls them. Oh, that's nice. And it was. Did you chew them or you just swallow them like pills? <laughs> yeah, just pills. Um, the thing with that stuff is that I, I. I'm like, and then I eat one, and then after that, I'm like, this is disgusting. Like, I don't even enjoy it that much. And you're like, well, I gotta finish them off. But yeah, this is disgusting. Let me just eat five more real quick. But that's what my body does. It like craves, if I'm eating trashy food, then my body really wants it. But then if I'm eating healthy food, my body's like, yeah, let's eat healthy food. Isn't that something? But then you still manage to fall off track somehow. It just happens. Yeah. Um, I have a fun factory that is very on subject. So then this morning I get to work and I ride my bike. So, and I eat pretty light at home. I'm still trying to do a lot of whole 30, like not everything's off the wagon. Mm -hmm. So I had like two poached eggs on greens, mixed greens this morning for breakfast. Did you poach the eggs in the morning before you left for work? Yes, I did. Wow, such effort. Doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to poach an egg. Yeah, yeah. It's not that hard. Uh... Uh, Wednesdays, maybe this helps. I leave pretty late for work. Oh, okay. I get to work late on Wednesdays. It's a thing. So I get to work and I'm like, ooh, I'm uh, hungry. I haven't really had any uh, carbs and I rode my bike to work. So I open up my drawer and I see two things. One, a Lara bar, which is a Whole30 approved Lara bar, coconut cream. Hmm. And then two, an actual, like, traditional two-pack of Reese's peanut butter cups. And I'm like, well, looky what we have here. What a choice. So, I bust them out. So I ate them both. And I read the uh, nutritional content. Mm-hmm. Both of them have 210 calories. Okay. Mind you, this is for the whole bar and the two cups. It's not like they do that sneaky shit where it's like, the serving size is just one cup. Haha, <laughs> like two you're going to do Reese's that. Two cups is only 210 calories? Correct. Wow. And this tiny little Lara bar, also 210. Um, I'm not going to remember the exact numbers, but I can remember like the difference. So then the, f- the oh, then it was the carbs was like, 24 for the Reese's peanut butter cups and 22. It was only a two gram difference mm-hmm. on on carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fat content was the same. I don't remember what it was, but like six grams, something really low. The only thing that the Reese's peanut butter cup far exceeded the um, the Lara bar on was sodium. Huh. That was the only thing. Yeah, like, the protein must have been protein, comparable. Uh, the Reese's peanut butter cup had more protein. Hmm. I don't remember the number on that one. But the sodium was the only thing that it was like astronomical. It was huh. like five grams versus like 35 or something so like that. So what did you choose? The Reese's goddamn motherfucking peanut cups. <laughs> the other thing is like the ingredients. So it's like, oh, dextrose and whatever. Where no, the Lara bars are always known for like, there's five ingredients. ingredients. Yeah. And they're all foods you've heard of. Yeah. So there's that part too. But, you know, I was feeling like I had earned it somehow for some reason. So I went <laughs> And I go with the, that theory of if I eat this, then it'll be gone. Me too. Yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah. Um. How is the coconut cream Lara bar? It's very delicious. Mm. Especially when you're on Whole30 and you're just like, good lord, anything. I used to get um, cashew cookie all the time. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's gross. I don't know what happened, but just one day I was eating it and I was like, this is paste. Ugh. My and favorite then, is the peanut butter chocolate chip. Oh, oh shit, that's good. I like the cherry pie. And I just started eating the cinnamon bun or whatever. But. Tastes great, actually. It sounded kind of gross, but I don't want... 
Whenever I want a Lara bar, I want it to be like, I am eating a healthy thing. So I don't ever want the chocolate ones. Oh, okay. And it's a little hard to get not chocolate. Ones. Yeah. There aren't a lot of choices. Right. The chocolate chip is probably the most popular. Can I tell you the thing that I always eat all of if it's in my house to get rid of it? Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. The mayonnaise. Oh, no, I do love mayonnaise. <laughs> I haven't had any since I've been post Whole30. But it is... It's a thing that I would only buy because it's needed for a recipe, perhaps a dip during the football season or something. Sour cream. But then, oh no, but that's delicious too. <laughs> but then I just destroy the rest of it to quote unquote get rid of it. Velveeta. Fucking Velveeta. Oh, yucky poopy. Fucking Velveeta. Oh. Not cheese. Velveeta, quote unquote, cheese food. Cheese food. Disgusting. But I love it. It's so good. And I'm like, I just got to get rid of it. Do you eat it like in cubes kind of? Or I will do just something slice off pieces and eat it. Oh. Big big old slabs wow. and I'll eat it. Or I'll make a grilled cheese sandwich because it melts real nice. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's what it's for. Yeah. It's like velvet. Yes. It's like velvet. It's Velveeta. I do love American cheddar. cheese. Velveeta melts much better. Cheddar's lumpy. Cheddar's oily. Cheddar falls off onto your doily. I remember that now, but I never would have done without you. Um, this episode has been brought to you by Lumelnati's and Velveeta. And Lara Bars and, and Krispy Kreme Donuts and Reese's CBS. Peanut Butter Cups. Thank you. Um, hey, remember how we're parents? Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Sometimes uh, I forget though, I think. I barely do. I barely remember. I'm not feeling great about this week. I feel like I've got a nice long list of uh, fails and mm. real coming up uh, short there on the wings. <laughs> uh, what do you got? Anything? Um, well, I can talk. First of all, since we've last spoken to you, friends, and I think maybe we preempt. We mentioned this was coming or whatever. We did the whole fallback time change bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think our last episode, we were like, it's going to be Halloween. It's going to. Yes. So since then, uh, last weekend, we had to do the fallback, which as any parent or dog owner knows, is total trash. There's Mm -hmm. no extra hour of sleep. As a matter of fact, this kid's going to get up at the crack of dawn, which for that first day isn't that hard because you're like, oh, you're up at 530. But even my body thinks it's 630. So what the fuck ever. But then, like, day two, day three, it starts to get harder, and they're not necessarily readjusting, though for some people they are. Um, so, very connected to that is the whole bow crawling out of his crib thing that I've already been talking about, and how that's been a whole pain in the ass. Yes. Well, you talked about that to me, but not to the podcast. Okay. On the you pod- told the podcast about the pack, pack and play. Pack and play, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I told you all about the pack and play. Well, he's figured it out on his actual crib now, too. So he can crawl out, he could bail, no issues, walks out. It was kind of adorable the first time. I was like, why is the fan really loud? Oh, because the door is open, and he's standing there, shutting the door behind himself, saying, Mama, I wake! I wake! <laughs> and what time of day or night is this? Um, all of them. <laughs> well, so the first time. The first time, we were still up. We were still watching the Michigan football game, so it was like reasonable hours. 8 o'clock. Something like that. Okay. It's like, whoa, hey, buddy, no, you have to go to bed. So we immediately, like, turn off the TV, turn off the lights, act like everything's been down. (laughs) Lay under the tables. Yes. Gets right back up. Mama, I'm awake. I'm awake now. I'm awake. All done sleeping. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so the next morning, 
I watch how he gets out mm-hmm. and it's like pretty frightening. Like he really has to go through these phases where he like kicks one leg up and then he like takes a break for a little while and he just like hangs there and <laughs> then he kicks the other leg over and then he's like, all right, is it safe to drop? And so I'm imagining the first couple times he did this, it was just like a bailout and it yeah. probably kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was okay about it. But my theory was if he's going to be doing this, we should make it safer. Take off the front of the crib and replace it with the toddler bed version. Mm-hmm. So our version, I'm sure everyone's is pretty similar, but instead of being like the full on high bars, it's like teeny tiny little half bars and then little no scoop. bars. Yeah, yeah, that's how ours so will be like, as well. Don't fall out, but also you can get out. Swap it out. We're real excited. He's like, oh, my bed. I have access to it. This is fun. So he kind of like laid around in it and played. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. <laughs> no. No, now he's just getting up constantly. So it's gotten to the point where we're like, okay, this isn't working. We're never going to sleep. He's been up 10 times already. We got to turn the bed around. So we pick up the crib. We turn it around. We put the toddler bedside up against the wall, which I feel like he's too old for SIDS, but it feels like a SIDS thing. Mm-hmm. So we like stuffed the open part full of like his blankets and stuff. So it's like he can't fall through this crack into the wall. Maybe that's okay. And I so, think so. I, there, I think one, you're kind of past the Yeah, I think window. so. I just yeah. feel like he could slide in there somehow. I don't know. So then the the part that's facing out on the crib is the back, which is higher than the original front. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden it's very, like, I can't even lean over that part and, like, grab a pacifier or anything. So I'm like, all right, this will work. So it worked for, oh, one night. <laughs> and then he figured out how to get the fuck out of that thing, too. So now we just have the man that can get out of bed whenever he wants. And we're not really sure what to do about it. We've tried, like, compromise, which is hilarious. Why would we do that? <laughs> um, we've tried just shutting the door. So even if he gets out of his bed, he's just in his room, which doesn't go well. Because then you just hear the handle moving and the crying and the screaming. And I just can't. Do you lock him in or you just shut it? Just shut it. Oh. Uh-huh. But there's a cover on the handle oh gotcha i was like can he not open doors no but i forgot you guys have those little cover yes we have the cover on there so he can't get it you can hear it like moving (laughs) uh and then you know you can only see so much with the monitor so it's like well if he passes out in his tent or on the floor like what's going on in there oh god oh god um and so this is where we're at last night wasn't that bad he only got up once early like right after he went to bed and I was like no remember we said you have to lay in bed all night so he did uh but then when he gets up in the morning there's no negotiating it's Mm -hmm. just him getting up on our bed going hi I awake I awake hi and when and what time is this generally luckily the past couple days it's been reasonable I think yesterday was 6 30 and today was like 5 45 a little earlier than I'd like if he was contained and he woke up at 5.45, I'd go plug a passy in his mouth and be like, 15 minutes, bud. But he was already in our room. So he's like, milk, okay, hi. Oh, lay down? Oh, that's nice. Oh, pillow, blanket? So then I let him put his head on the pillow and use the blanket. And we lay there for about five minutes before he was like, okay, all done. <laughs> like, sure, fair enough. So, yeah, I'm just wondering when. I don't like the crib like this at all. So it's not back, it's still in high back in the front? Yes, it's still high back in the front. We should probably just go get the old front and put it back on. I don't know. 
Why wouldn't you just do toddler again if he can get out of the high part too? Because, I don't know, it feels safer to have that against the wall than this toddler bed thing. Mm. But I just don't like it backwards at all anyway. And I I don't know. I think he can get out of anything. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, so why wouldn't it? Oh, why not just turn around? Like you did before and just be like toddler bed. Or then it's too easy. I think it's just too easy. So for every time he gets out of it with its... Um, with the back facing out is, is probably like that's probably like twice as much as he would if it was toddler bed like toddler bed he just like would, he won't lay down like he'll lay down for five seconds and be like okay all done and just get up and start walking around so uh, I've been told by someone who is a babysitter not a mom but um, a babysitter of toddlers to get like this light oh yeah I've heard about that light that's yeah. that it turns like green when they're allowed to get out of bed or yeah something. it looks like a stoplight red stay in bed green you can get up like, great. Maybe it would work. He's not a direction taker. Quite <laughs> so. I always wonder, like, why does that work? I don't like, know. I, don't, I mean, I understand the concept, but, like, why is the kid like, oh, okay, well, the light says. Right. You gotta listen to the light. I mean, sometimes they like rules and assignments and, like, helping and big kid stuff and adult stuff. But I just don't see how that would work if I'm like, you stay in bed until the morning time. But, like... We're in fucking Chicago in the daylight anti-savings, whatever the hell it's called now. Um, Oh, remember, we didn't talk about this last year, right? Where it was like, it's daylight saving, not savings. Oh, I think we did. Someone got all mad at me about it. But it's it's not even daylight saving. It's the end of daylight saving. So anyway, it's dark all the time. So how the hell should they even know when to get out of bed? Maybe that's why the light helps. Maybe. Differentiates night from day because we have no other way of telling. (laughs) pitch black all the time so that's where we're at oh, that is a nightmare i have no idea what i will do when Nellie can get out of her crib it's I feel very like... strange when they come just patting you on the face yeah the I other don't... day was mama hi mama phone just hands me my phone <laughs> like thanks bud you gotta go back to bed couple hours later, mama, mama wakes me up holding my big glass of water that's on my bedstand. Mama, for you, for you. I'm like, great, thank you, buddy, thank you. You need to go to bed. Did he really just think I'm gonna wake up so I can go hand my mom things? Or what? Or that was just like an excuse to wake me up? I don't know. Just a little breakfast in bed. <laughs> yeah, you wake me up with some of those poached eggs. Yeah, and a Reese's cup. Mm. Polish her off. Mm. Oh, that is scary. Ugh. It's coming. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, you know, Nellie's so, like, lazy. I feel like she'll just... I don't know. I feel like we'll make the move to put her in her toddler bed. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. I think it could be right. One of the things that inspired me, mostly it was him being able to bail. Uh-huh. But the other thing that inspired me was not that long ago, I ran into somebody at my agent's office who has a kid that's basically the same age as Bo, like maybe within a month. And he asked, hey, is your kid in a toddler bed yet? And I said, no. He's like, oh, ours is. I said, how's that going? I'm kind of nervous about that. He's like, no, he just knows to stay in there until we come and get him. Hmm. So I was had that in my head for some dumbass reason. Well, fuck that guy. I know. I'm like, have I not met Bo? <laughs> of course he's not going to do that. Huh? Well, I guess you kind of have to move it once they're like peeing in the potty. Yeah. So they don't get trapped in there right gotta pee out for the slats we'll just leave the pot right outside <laughs> it's like a little, little prison cell there's just Aww. gonna be a little potty in the toilet in Aww. the corner there you go i love it you got something hard. inspirational to share 
Uh, nope. <laughs> um, well, we had our flights to Pittsburgh yeah. and back. Uh, the way there was perfection. Kissed Chef's my little kiss. fingers. Little angel. We got a compliment on the way out. Like, oh, she's such a good traveler. And you didn't even... They said something like, oh, you didn't have to give her a million toys and videos and stuff. That's not, I feel like that's a backhanded compliment. Like you didn't pack toys? No, I feel like it's not backhanded. I guess it's like unsolicited. Oh, like it's yeah. just like, I, I don't know you, so I guess I don't really give a fuck what you think yeah, about parenting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, she does have a lot of stuff. Like we didn't show her any videos, but we had like that sticker book that I had mentioned. Mm-hmm. And we read books and we call her like... There were things to do. And it is a very short flight. It's like 45 minutes. So it's not like a <laughs> a feat. Right. Um, but that one was early in the morning, as you recall, because I had to be at the airport at like 6. Um, so that one was perfect. I was like, my baby's an angel. And then on the way home, I did not buy these tickets. I'm not going to say who did. Uh, Nelly. Yeah, Nellie scheduled these this flight for exactly during her nap time or exactly right after her nap time. So her mm. nap time would be like getting to the airport, oh. you know. So she slept so in the car? She slept a little in the car, maybe for like 20 minutes or something. And then would just should have fully been in nap time when we were at the airport. And so then she was not happy on the plane and like, we kept her occupied for a while, but she was very, like, you could, we were teetering on the verge the whole time, mm-hmm. you know? And then the, uh, the the flight attendants came, were coming down with drinks. And I was like, Chris, you're not going to get a drink, are you? And he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to get a coffee. Why? And I was like, I don't know. I was thinking about getting a water, but it's just so complicated when you have a lap child, mm-hmm. you know? But if you're getting a drink, I'll just put mine with yours. So then he was like, oh, well, we'll put some in her cup, too. And he unscrews her 360 cup. And I was like, don't let her see that, that it's open, because then she wants to drink out of it open. And he just, like, had it out too long. And she started flipping out and wanted to drink out of it open and started, like, arching her back and throwing her body around. Except now we've got fucking coffee. Oh, no. And she's like flipping around, and I'm like, oh my god, like, why did you have to get a fucking drink, Christopher? You should have just died of said now. Um, Go drink the water out of the bathroom that you're not supposed to drink, which they just <laughs> reported is not even clean enough to wash your hands with. Ew, I've never heard that. Gross. So I'm like, oh good, I'm glad I have this flailing child on my lap while there's steaming hot coffee. So, like, Chris is trying to hold her and I'm like eh. and the lady across the aisle from me was like do you want me to hold your coffee for a minute and I was like that would be great like yes God damn it. um so that was really nice of her I was like I'm sorry we scheduled it for right during nap time it's bad and she's like I have six grandchildren it's fine it's <laughs> like oh so yeah so that was kind of a that was rough hopefully lesson learned I don't know that's such a weird thing about kids especially on planes where like the only people that have any sort of sympathy or empathy f- towards you are those that have children or grandchildren. Yeah. Like, and so they even mention it. Because yeah. she would never be like, 
oh, well, I've just been single my whole life, but I <laughs> yeah. know how to hold a cup of coffee. <laughs> like, oh, yes, I have children. I have six grandchildren. <laughs> that's why I understand. But someone that's on that plane that doesn't have children is just like, they're, they're not going to offer to hold your cup. Or, yeah, they're like, fuck you. Fuck you. It's such a weird thing. Like, we can empathize with a lot of people that are outside of our wheelhouse, but for some reason that is off yeah, the table. Yeah, children are unacceptable. You're no. like, just leave them home. Why are, you, why are you taking them? No. Why would you vacation with your family? <laughs> Why do you want them to see their grandparents? Why did you leave home uh, to pursue your dreams? Could you imagine if you and Chris just went to Pittsburgh and they're like, where's Nellie? You're like, oh, we left her at home with a sitter. Just came to hang out with you guys. Yeah, I thought you wanted us to visit. Huh? Oh, you Oh, you didn't say Nellie. You just said, <laughs> come visit. Um, Nellie also, when we were there, learned that her grandpa can play the piano like a goddamn fiend. Right. Like he's a magical piano player. So she was just in heaven, and she'd oh. be like, Pappy, Pappy, sit down. Pappy, play pino. Aww. And then she would like, Nelly seat. And so then she'd sit next to him, and she would tell him what to play. And Aww. she would just sing her little heart out, and her little cousins would sing. So now we have Chris's old keyboard from when he was briefly in a rock and roll band <laughs> out in the front room and she just sings and plays Jams and has a grand old time clanks those keys so cute it's really cute really she's cute. gonna be a little musical baby a little musical baby she's gonna be all like five million six hundred trillion nine billion seconds <laughs> that's beautiful thank you i have notes written for today and one of Flight them is coffee Nelly. Nelly. Oh, you were going to talk about Nelly today? Yeah, so I'm not sure what that one's about. She did. I have, I think I only have like one more thing to talk about. Do you have other thing? Well, I guess we were supposed to have a win. Oh, yeah. And speaking of our notes, I can tell you mine says Saturday? Question mark. IDK. Oh, food. Do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't really realize I wrote it out like that. Oh. And I wrote that out in two separate things. So the reason it was like Saturday question mark IDK is because Bo and I had a pretty good Saturday together. Oh. We like kicked it a little. I had something going on every freaking night last week. So I missed out on a lot of Bo time. My already limited during the week Bo time was even limited further. Um, so Saturday I was like, he's mine. I've got him. We went to our favorite little bakery, gluten-free bakery, because I had been craving that little saucy number for a mm. while too during Whole30. Ate that. Uh, we tried to go to the gym, both flipped out, so we just went to the park. Just the two of us hung out, park time, lots of playing, lots of playing. It was good. But I was like, is that really suited to be a win when I spent time with my son? Good job. So the reason I wrote, oh, food, was because I think we've had a couple breakthroughs on getting him to eat some things that he doesn't necessarily want to eat. One is just eating it ourselves. Oh. Like, mm-hmm. if I eat it all of a sudden, he's like, what's that? Yeah. What's that? For Bo? For Bo? I'm like, oh, yeah. Right before I came over here, he was drinking his milk on my lap, and I was eating quinoa and broccoli. And he's like, what's that? <laughs> like, quinoa and broccoli. Oh, Bo quinoa. I'm like, okay. Bo, Bo quinoa. Bo broccoli. So then he just shoved his little meaty fingers in there and just ate all the broccoli out of it. And I was like, oh. whoa. <laughs> can't you just ate that much. Like, he'll eat broccoli, but it's usually because it's, like, kind of mixed in with something yeah, else yeah. mixed in the pasta sauce in the quesadilla whatever just chomped up all this broccoli by itself then he just takes my fork and he's shoveling quinoa 
like I said, we're on the couch, so there's just like quinoa everywhere. <laughs> when I was leaving, I was like, uh, Mark's like, I'll vacuum it up. Mm. Quinoa everywhere. But he ate a bunch of quinoa and broccoli right before bed. Oh, that diaper is going to be. Oh, it's going to be nasty. Also, on that same note, though, we're like, did you change a poop diaper today? No. Did you? No. What about yesterday? No. No. Oh. When was the last time this guy dropped a deuce? So I don't know. Hopefully this will help. He also had some um, dried apricots today. So oh, that all that's going to be my poison. Fi- literally fire. Uh, <laughs> and the other one is the old classic. We've all seen it on the TV. Is the like airplane? Oh, he likes the airplane. Or the car that opens up the garage door. Mm-hmm. And usually it still starts with me eating it. So it'll be me doing airplane. Vroom, airplane's coming through. Oh, oh, it's going by Bo's mouth. Nope. Uh, 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 mama. Mm. Yeah, let's eat it. And when he sees that, he's like, I'd, I'd like to subscribe to this. <laughs> so then he'll eat it. So it's been getting some healthier items and more of a variety and not just 100% constant noodles into his pie hole. Yeah. His noodle hole. Yeah. Ooh, we're on a noodle thing right now, mm, too. Big time. Well, that's because we went home to Pittsburgh and... Uh, Chris's mom makes the best kid noodles. And oh. all the kids are obsessed with Gaga's noodles. And mm. it's just buttered noodles, you know? But Gaga's she, making it. She does it, it right. She mm-hmm. does it right. So now, uh, so that was like, and Nellie ate noodles for like every meal while we were there. I hear that no one can butter some toast like my grandma. <laughs> I don't know why. It's because grandmas put too much butter on things. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Very unhealthy. The healthiest <laughs> things are very unhealthy. <laughs> um... Yeah, so. Well, that's wonderful. Good, He's yeah. eating his stuff. Yeah. Nellie tonight was not eating her. We made her gaga noodles tonight. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of picking at them. And then she wanted to go play and la, la, la. And then we're going back by them to go to bed. And she was like, more noodles? And I was like, yeah, you can have a couple noodles. Yeah. Bed. And then, um, so she ate them. And then we were brushing our teeth. And I forgot she had a passy out here. So we came out to get it. And she saw the noodles again. And she was like, more noodles? More noodles? And I was like... This kid has got to go to bed. And so I wouldn't let her have any more noodles. Plus, she'd already brushed her teeth. But I felt like a monster. <laughs> like, I was just, she was hungry. And I was like, no, no. You're done. You're done. No more eating for you. That is a tough call I in felt, what you do there. I didn't know. Plus, you were coming over. So yeah. I would have, like, delayed the whole bed process more. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if she's hungry or if she just wants more. I mean... Plus, those noodles are not, like, nutritious. Right. But I was just like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. I don't. No more noodles. You should have had them when it was dinner time. Right. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's, like, the long-term lesson. But short-term, and this isn't because I'm a sympathetic mother. My initial thought is, let her have more noodles. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I'm like, give the baby what she wants. She's hungry. My theory on it is... If Bo doesn't eat enough, he wakes up earlier because he's hungry. Mm, mm. So I'm like, fill that dude's stomach <laughs> up. If there's another opportunity, I will go back and brush his teeth again. It is just fine. <laughs> if he's going to eat Casey more. Casey can wait outside. <laughs> Great. It doesn't matter because the, the more their bellies got in it, the less likely they are to wake up in the middle of the night. Mm. From my experience. Yeah, no, it doesn't wait. really have that. She's... That's not her. Is it? I think so. Sometimes Ezra sounds like her. Ezra's so far. So hungry. It's because she didn't get enough noodles for sure. 
Oh. Could have sworn I heard her say, I don't want noodles. Hi, why? Why are you depriving She's me us talking noodles. about noodles out here. Um, I might give her some Motrin. Because she is cutting her two-year molars. Oh. I'm not too keen on it. And we had given her Motrin before bed the last couple nights, but... We'll, do, well, let's finish this up and then I'll go mess around with her. Um. Do you have a win you want to tell us while your baby screams in the background? Oh, well, my win was that um, she did a classic toddler thing in that she had a crayon and colored all over that painting right there. Oh, no! Mm-hmm. Then I, like, Googled a bunch of stuff and looked it up. Uh, blow dryer and dish soap. The blow dryer like melts the crayon a little. The dish soap. And it works. Is, yeah, it's gone. It looks great. Yeah, those other little marks are scuffs from things. So, yeah. So, hot tip, everybody: blow dryer and then dish soap. Blow dryer and, and your dish painting. soap. I think it works for walls too. But yeah, that's something she we're does... all gonna need to know. Yeah. All right. Well, I need to tend to my child. Do you yeah. Why don't him? you go ahead and take a? We're gonna take a break so Trista can actually do what her baby needs to do and uh, enjoy the second half of our interview with Leanne. I have a question about number three. Yeah. Um, here's my question: Do you want to sue the place? That gave your <laughs> husband his vasectomy. Um, okay, do y'all watch Boston Legal? No, is no. that still on? No. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, we like binge watched it on Hulu or Netflix or something, but there's a character on Boston Legal that's like the attorney that you want when you sue a vasectomy doctor that botches it, even though you signed the papers that said that you wouldn't sue. There's right. a specific And so, yeah, I have thought about like. <laughs> Yeah, like, how could I get my kid's college paid for? Exactly, yeah. It's not that <laughs> this I don't how love I this kid, do but I want some money. <laughs> yeah. Compensation. Yeah. You uh-huh. fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah, when my husband went back, because, you know, there were, like, a rough two weeks there of, like, what actually happened here. Right. Like, like never in my life did I think I would have to to tell my husband I didn't cheat on him when, right. like, what else could have happened, you know? And so when he went back to the doctor and we got the call that he actually did have all the sperm again, that everything had reconnected, I was like, well, thank God, because that explains everything. Um, But his doctor, he said, my husband says, he sat down on the exam table with him and said he'd never seen a doctor look so defeated. Oh, no. Like, he said, like, in my 27 years of doing this, this has never happened, like, when people say that they got pregnant after their husband had a vasectomy, they mean that they got pregnant in that window of time where there was still active sperm. So oh. you got pregnant when you had unprotected sex, and that is what happens when you have unprotected sex. Um, we got pregnant because his body connected itself again after, like, being clipped and tied and cut and cauterized and, like, all the things. Wow. It He's kind of like undid it. Man. Yeah. So is that like, I'm sorry, this is stupid, but like, is that literally what happened? Like the little, the little yes. whatever reconnect piece, what, what yeah. the hell gets snipped? Your vast deferens or something? I don't vast know. Vast deferens. Uh, yep. Yeah. So that just was like. How'd you know that? I don't know. I uh-huh. just, I really know uh-huh. a lot about yeah. anatomy. Um, 
You know a lot about Duke. (laughs) I know a lot about Duke. Um, So it just kind of like wiggled on over and cozied up to its little former nub. And they just sort of like, yeah, locked, locked eyes. That's what happened. That's great. So here's something else I learned about vasectomies. Um, Over time, the effectiveness decreases because over time, your body has more time to heal itself. So, like, babies after a vasectomy at 10 years are much more common Ugh. than babies after, like, And four dudes months. can throw down to their, like, 90s, so this is very inconvenient. Right? Yeah, maybe we need to yes. look at a different method. Maybe we need like, to cut off their well, weird. This is my... some plastic on the end or something? <laughs> this is my theory, Or rubber though. or, like, this latex? Like... <laughs> <laughs> look into that. Patent it. <laughs> You can make millions. I invented the con. This doesn't tonight. happen to like this. <laughs> this doesn't happen to anyone. This is like like a medical marvel. And now y'all know me. So <laughs> vasectomy is safe. Yeah, it will never happen to anyone else. You know. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So snip, snip, go for it. <laughs> so that leads me back to. So he went to the doctor. He was like, "My wife's pregnant," and the doctor was like, mm-hmm. "Defeated as hell." Um, but there yeah. was, I mean, I'm not saying you're going to sue him because you were opening, you welcome this child with open arms, right? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. However, yeah. did this doctor have any fear of this or was there any like lawyers? Like I see these billboards, right? No. Cause we drive from Michigan <laughs> to uh, Chicago a lot. And there's like, there's this area where you get a lot of like lawyer billboards or vasectomy billboards and <laughs> You really yeah. do. There is one that says, buy one side, get the other side free. And I'm like, who would ever just do one side? I'm very confused. That doesn't this. make any sense. No. Oh, I thought that meant the billboard. Like, you get the one side of the billboard. No, no, no. <laughs> it's for a vasectomy. It was like, buy one <laughs> side, <laughs> get the Gotta other side free. I'm like, who would only get one side? I don't <laughs> yeah, understand. That's not, that's not effective. Right. Uh, a man that so I kind of wonder if it's a, a joke, but it doesn't feel like a baby. joke billboard, so I'm very confused constantly. Yeah. It's got to be a joke. It's got to be like half price. Yeah, you know? but like but... nothing else about the billboard feels like a joke, so yeah. I get very confused by it. Uh, anyway, so I don't know what kind of like measures this doctor took to like ensure you guys that this was the right choice or if they tried to pay you off or anything, I guess. Yeah, no. The only thing that they did was that they um, they offered him a second vasectomy for free, um, but which I would have gladly taken, except that they would have had to put him under, and it was like highly invasive. And oh. you know, the reason that we do vasectomies is because they are not highly invasive, and they are you know right. relatively routine. So we opted to not <laughs> do that. And honestly, like this was the most effective form of birth control so there's not any form of birth control that i trust now yeah none so what are you doing now then like, if i may be so bold um are you on the pill uh, now? i have i have a marina oh which one's that is that like the the it's an iud thank you <laughs> which one's yeah, well, yeah, yeah, i was you just picturing that no little idea. thing that looks like a spring yeah that, it's like that yeah it's like the hook it's sort of like that. Anchor. Yeah, it's like a like an anchor looking thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Sure. Smart move. Uh, or, I don't know, you have three. Three is the hard number. Have four, five, six. 
Right. And that's what I'm like. I mean, eventually I'll go through menopause and then I won't have to deal with it anymore. It'll be fine. It's all going to be fine. Everything seems less scary now that we went through that. Yeah. Like that was the scary thing. <laughs> that is really this, like. This is all fine. The takeaway for me, like in, in the most amazing thing, it's like, you know, we've been through a normal birth. Everything was normal. We went through an adoption and then yeah. we went through an extreme surprise. So what else do you yeah. got? Like, it doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> Very cool. Right. Yes. But also, we already went through all of that, so please don't give me more. Yes. Like, I'm good. That was enough. I'm good. So um, I guess, I don't know if we touched on this yet, but it, is there anything, like, specifically that that you don't enjoy about being pregnant, or was it just kind of the general, like, and no judgment, like, if you don't like it, you don't oh, like it. Oh, all but, the things. Oh, it's just kind of yeah, like, no, I don't, it's not for me. Don't like it. Yeah, it's just not for me. I don't like um, the, like, lack of control, and I don't like the nausea, and I don't like the, like, anything could happen. Who knows? Like, that all gives me a lot of anxiety. Gotcha. Just, no, yeah. not for me. And where your two... Pre- I mean... I, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, are your just, two pregnancies similar? Were they similar pregnancies, generally? Yeah, I was... Um, 34 when I was pregnant with Thomas, so I felt a lot older than when I was 29. <laughs> uh, and I was chasing around two kids, so yeah. that was harder. That'll put a damper on um, it. But other than that, yeah, it was, it was rough. Um, and my husband was working like a lot of late nights out of town, and I was working, and it was that was challenging. Um, but I mean, my pregnancies are, I have nothing to complain about. You know, you, I feel nauseous for nine months, and all, both my boys were like past their due dates, but I, they were very quick labors and I didn't have any medication. And so, you know, it was perfect and I still really didn't like it. So, I mean, I'm not a complainer. Like I'm really thankful for those babies that I have and the ability to do that, but right. that's just, it's not my favorite thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a question. We're, we're jumping around a little bit, but I'm going to go there um, with your adoption. You mentioned yeah. not going through an agency, but going through an adoption lawyer. Can you tell us a little bit about what the difference is? Yeah. So um, an agency would take, so you, uh, when you go through an agency, uh, the adoptive parents would pay the agency as like, um, I don't know, the, that will handle all of the details of the adoption. So they would handle caring for the uh, biological mother and any um, prenatal care and any counseling and any services that she may need, um, you know, uh, whatever that might look like, social work and any, anything that she would need, um, and all of the adoption fees. So all the attorneys, when you adopt, the biological mom has an attorney, often the biological father has an attorney, and then the adoptive parents have an attorney, and they are all different attorneys in different law firms. Um, and this, I should say, is only in Texas and is only what I recall from five years ago. I am not an attorney. Um, but from my experience, that was, um, so an agency would do that. And you kind of pay them a flat fee um, with then the quote-unquote guarantee that you would end up with a child. Um, and I think that's probably pretty standard for different, what I understand from different agencies. With with our adoption, we um, found our adoptive family uh, privately, separately, outside of an agency. She um, did not 
feel the need or didn't um, contact a, an a, um, adoption agency. So we found adoption attorneys. We had one, and then she had one to represent um, our different sides. And we paid the adoption attorneys um, directly. So we had like, adoption attorneys on retainer. And we did our social work and our uh, uh, home study and all of that. It was like a la carte, let's say. So we paid all of those things individually. So the benefit of going through an agency is you're, you have a lot more protection um, for the things that could go awry in the adoption process. And for us, we took on a lot of that risk. Um, she could have changed her mind at any point in time. She terminated her parental rights when... Eloise was four days old, um, but the father's uh, rights were not terminated until she was 31 days old. So for those 31 days, um, we had guardianship, but um, we didn't have any protection that she was going to be our baby forever. Wow. Um, and that's really a lot of times uh, adoption agencies will use, um, oh, I can't think of the name, um, but families will take the babies after birth and and care for them for the weeks leading up to their placements so that a family doesn't um, have the heartbreak of having the baby in their home and then lose, having the baby go back to their um, biological family. Yeah. So we took on that risk, um, and it, it worked for us, but it definitely is not, that wouldn't be the best case scenario for anyone. For us, um, you know, we went into it, we could have had to pay, you know, once uh, when attorneys are arguing with each other and you're paying for both of the attorneys, it's very expensive. Um, and we didn't have any of that. Um, our attorneys, we didn't have anything contested. But, you know, when you start to think of the hundreds of dollars per hour times two attorneys or times three attorneys and people are fighting, it can go from, you know, $5,000 to $50,000 very quickly. And, right. you know, through that, though, that whole month of, uh, you know, her being our baby, but not really being our baby. Um, it was a lot of wondering of like, at what point do we say, yeah, it's not worth it. Like, we're not going to put more money into this. Like, right. there's no point. Like we would have given, you know, we would have lived in a, in a box under a bridge because she was our baby. Um, but you know, that it goes through your mind of like, what are we going to do? We have no idea. And, and thankfully um, everything worked out in our case and we were able to, um, you know, fund all the things that needed to be funded. And we got great attorneys. And when she was three months old, we stood before the judge and they ask you if you promise to love this baby forever. What the oh. hell? You're like, uh, it is, nah, yeah. I mean, maybe for like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, do you promise to love this baby for your whole life? Uh, yes, I do. Of course. Oh, dang, I'm glad I you asked that because, you know, now that <laughs> I really think about it. You know. Like, what if they yeah, become no, a like Nazi a... or something? <laughs> well, and Eloise was like the most precious, sweet baby in the whole world. She like slept through the night when she was four weeks old, like 12 hours through the night. What? She was an angel baby yeah i would have had a million of her she was and then she hit 18 months and like has not slowed down <laughs> but those first 18 months oh they were glorious Aww. she was the perfect baby <laughs> yeah sleep was great so do you have a question I have? no because of that it might be helpful to like you never have to be like we need to sit you down 
and say, yeah. I'm so sorry, you're adopted, mm. right? So, like, she doesn't have that, right? Because it's already, like, Mm-mm. built in in her life. Yeah. That's not a question at all, but I'd love to hear what you <laughs> have to say about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really important to me in my, like, study. And I'm not an expert in adoption by any means, but I did, you know, do some research and talk to some social workers. And it's good for their development to kind of know where they came from right away and never to have to wonder about that. And so I'm really grateful that we can give her that gift, not only of knowing that she's adopted, but knowing who she came from. And it shows that relationship with them. Um also, uh, she's 50% Mexican and um, is much darker than my husband and I. And so if any one of us has her, and, and especially my older son, you wouldn't know that she was adopted. But if you see all five of us together, there's something <laughs> that is not genetically connected. Well, because our baby, is, the, the two-year-old is a redhead and he's like, you know, pasty white. And she's got this gorgeous dark skin and dark eyes. They didn't come from the same gene pool. <laughs> so I'm glad that she doesn't ever have to wonder about that or, like, question, why don't I look like Thomas or why don't I look like Daddy? Um, but it also has given us the opportunity to talk about race um, in our family. And, like, we talk about different skin colors a lot to try and open that dialogue and make sure that our kids um, – are being kind to all people and like, especially my boys, like they have such privilege as, you know, educated, relatively wealthy, you know, we live in, in America. So they're more wealthy than the world. Um, as what these white men that we're raising, like how can I help them to use their privilege for good? And so we talk about like, Eloise's skin is a little dark. Tommy's skin is a little lighter. Like, who of your friends have darker skin than Eloise? Did you know that there was a time in our country where people treated people differently because of the color of their skin? Like, can you believe that? And that that? time was earlier today. (laughs) Yeah, we have entered it again. Yay. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Literally, that's so great. Well, it helps. It's hard, but it helps with the dialogue. So I just, I really want my kids to be like good people that care about all people. You know, I um, told y'all when I, when I emailed that like my husband's a pastor and I work in the church and, but we're like, I want to think the best kind of those people because we curse and we drink and we love all people and we do our very best to make sure that everyone feels welcome and like not love you, but, but like, no, we just love you. Like all the people. So you're um, actual like Christians. Making, <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, we're not perfect. That's not it. But, but like we're, we're trying and, um, and I want to like make the world better. I don't know how to do that other than making my kids have that understanding, like that skin color that both doesn't matter and does matter. You know, mm-hmm. it, um, we're all the same, but you know, my son, he said, um, I don't remember what he was asking for, but it was something that I didn't want him to have. And so I told him it was just for grown ups. And he was like, but mom, we're all the same on the inside. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, buddy. <laughs> and so I was like, actually, we're not the same on the inside. Like some things hurt my feelings that wouldn't hurt your daddy's feelings. And some people like dark chocolate and some people like milk chocolate. And, like, we're different on the inside. And we're different on the outside. And, like, that's okay. But at 
we're all the same and that we all deserve respect and we all deserve to find love and we all deserve to feel safe. And like, those are, so we, we try and have those conversations and having Eloise helps us move in that direction a little bit without letting you, know, she's not like, um, the example in our family of like, look at this, she's yeah, our right. brown little girl. Um, but it helps us like, your token child. And right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, that, that's a way for them to understand, um, that skin color is, isn't, you know, can mean a lot of different things, but it's not a reason to treat anyone differently. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so that wonderful. I love is, that you're having those dialogues. Yes, that makes my heart feel warm. I love that so much. <laughs> oh, thank you. Aww. It's hard, but we're trying really hard. Yeah, that's great. The world is like a really scary, sucky place, and I like am trying to make my babies make it better. It's like the only thing I know how to do. You know, how else do you change the world? Like, I mean, you vote differently, and you um, – you know, give your money to good organizations. And I try and, you know, you try and like buy responsibly and like be a good person. But like I can help these young people like grow up without like racism, you know, like they can understand that racism is a thing. Like I'm not telling them that it's not a thing, but that it will not be a part of who they are, you know? Yeah. And that hopefully they'll be able to help other people understand that as well yeah and not just be like well i'm yeah. not racist and that's all i can do yes right and i, I feel like you live in a yeah, very important place right racist. now too because there has been so much of the the violence that we've had to deal with has unfortunately happened in the dallas fort worth area so yes i'm glad that it's you live in a place bananas. Where, this, where you can support your family and do this well it's a crazy freaking place and we try really hard yeah. but it's bananas what is going on in this area and the world oh i mean it's and the but whole yeah, world. <laughs> and it happened very recently here thanks trump but not in the this, universe right? because ladies are walking on the moon and that's great boom or in space what? i don't know are they on the moon they're in just space. walking around in space station cool. or something. oh the moon. they were just walking in space that was so cool yeah actually our friend's cousin was one of them yes isn't that messed so. up that's insane. Really? I know. Yeah. We're basically so famous. Cool. Yeah. We're basically astronauts. Yeah, I feel like I walked at the moon. <laughs> um, that is so cool. So speaking of awesome, wonderful things, we always do a mom win and a mom fail on this podcast, as you well know. Uh, have you got one or both of those to share with us, Leanne? I, I do. Yay. I sure do. So... <laughs> My mom fail. I could probably come up with like seven just from the past hour and a half. Girl, it's but so easy. My best, my right, my best mom fail came a couple weeks ago. My husband was out of town for like, I don't know, five days, but it felt like 90. <laughs> and one night I piled the kids in my bed and they asked to watch Friends. And I was like, yes, we can watch Friends. Of yes. course we can watch Friends. So I let them pick the episode. That's a really stupid idea. (laughs) You should not let your kids pick the episode. So they picked the episode where Monica and Rachel and Phoebe take Chandler to a strip club to get him (laughs) over his um, girlfriend dumping him. And my sweet, precious little Eloise, um, when daddy comes home, she says, um, daddy, those, um, those girls put dollar bills in that girl's underpants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, so I was like, well, 
I thought Friends was safe. It is not. It's not safe. safe. It is not safe in retrospect. But then I tried to not, you know, and you all do this too, I'm sure. Like, you don't want to make a big deal about it because then they're going to know that it's a big deal. Yeah. So I tried to just be super cool about it. Like, yeah. oh, guys, yeah. it's fine. Oh, yeah, we always it's put totally fine that those girls are not wearing. Yeah, they're, they're right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's great. So, yeah, that was a, a, was a one of majillion mom fails. But my mom win yes. is um, yesterday or the day before. My mom win is obviously not remembering what day it is, but <laughs> a couple days ago. I took all three of my kids and myself to the CVS, and we all got flu shots all at the same time, and we all survived. Yes. Wow. That is amazing. Yay. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. It was because when you have a lot of kids, like more than one kid or even one kid, you think, like, let's go get, let's, like, knock it all out. You know, let's just do right. one trip somewhere and get it all done. And you think, like, this is going to be so much easier. It's not. It's horrible. It's hell. <laughs> I have never been so sweaty in a CVS in my whole life. <laughs> and I like, bought pregnancy tests in CVS. And but we're, like, in this little room. And it was, it, I mean, bless the sweet nurse that was doing it. She was great. But she had to, like, enter. Why can't we just enter our information one time and then just say, like, copy-paste? To right. all my kids. Right. We all live at the same house. Like, she shouldn't have to type my address in four times. Please. But yes. all four of us, the three kids and me, all got flu shots. It was probably a 45-minute ordeal. Oh, my God. Lots of sweating. But we all survived. But ah. you did it. And, and I was, was, like, so proud of myself. Did you? What, what order yeah. did you go? Oldest to youngest? Uh, yes. Ah. We did go oldest to youngest. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're like, hit me first, And people. the toddler... Yeah, the toddler escaped um, as my middle one was getting her shot. So I had to like, oh my gosh, do I stay with the screaming child or do I go into CVS and get the other child that just is running through the store? That's a great question to ask yourself. It's so fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Leanne. This is so amazing. Your your entire well, journey thank and your y'all. story and your attitude and the way you raise your children. I think I love you and you might be my new best friend. Is that too much? Oh, that too, well, y'all much? need to come to Fort Worth <laughs> and we'll water the lawn and we'll make our hair really big Yay. and it'll be so great. And it's you do so say y'all a fun amount of times. <laughs> I know. Right I think, yeah, not too much, but just, just a little pepper in Casey's dying. She it needs does. to go to the dry air of Texas. <laughs> oh. Well, really, thank you so oh, much. This is amazing. You so your, your story is was... so inspiring and wonderful. Mm, well, thank you. Thank you so much for all the things that you do. It was so nice to speak with y'all. Ah, and that was Leanne. Wasn't she wonderful? I love her. <laughs> I know. Casey's moving back to Texas. Moving back? I've never From, been. Well, you... I vacationed there there for four days. Now I'm going to live there and live with Leanne and be her best friend. You'll be her fourth baby. Oh. Um, If you liked what you heard, uh, Leanne is actually a listener and she wanted to share her story and we are so glad she did so. So you can do the same. You can email us, baddestmothers at gmail.com. And if you don't have anything to share, but you just want to take what we give, follow us on all of our social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all at Baddest Mothers. Yeah, you little leech. You leech. (laughs) If you want to give back to us, you can leave us a review. Or send us some money. Or send us some money. (laughs) How does Patreon work? I don't know. (laughs) You can Venmo me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, thank you very much. We are Baddest Mothers in the Room.
Bob, can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Nellie, can you say bye-bye? She's waving.